The overcoming power of your faith, part two. The overcoming power of your faith, part two. There is only one way to live as a believer. There is only one way to live as a believer. There is only what? One way. There is only one way to live as a believer. And that way is walking in the reality of the faith that is in the word of God. There is only one way to live as a Christian. And that is walking in the reality of the faith that is in the word of God. If there was any other way to live, we would have known it. It would have been documented in scriptures. But we are told that the righteous ones in Hebrews 10 38, Hebrews 10 30, you can cross check it. It says, My righteous ones shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 10 38. My righteous ones shall live by faith. So even though you are righteous and God has called you righteous. You can only live by faith. It is there's no other way. My righteous ones shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. So if we are going to live by faith, as righteous, then it is important for us to give attention to this one. Force call faith. You cannot walk with God except by faith. You cannot have answers to your prayers except by faith. You cannot walk in divine health except by faith. You can't walk in divine wisdom except by faith. If there was any other life that was given for the believer to live, who would have known it. The only way you will live is by your faith and the quality of your faith determines the quality of your life. So last week we looked at the things that your faith must overcome. And one of those things was that your faith must overcome this world. Hallelujah. The love of the world. Your faith must overcome what? The love of the world. And what is the love of the world? The love of the world is simple. That there are Christians who love the world so much that they are living according to the dictates of the world. There are Christians who love the world so much that worldly songs cannot depart out of their ears, out of their mouths. They are listening to worldly songs every day, playing worldly music every day. Such Christians have not exercised their faith to overcome the world. And such Christians 
can never exercise their faith to receive results. So you must overcome the your faith must overcome the love of the world. Your faith must overcome the lust of the flesh. Your faith must overcome the lust of the eyes. And your faith must overcome the pride of life. These are the four forces that are controlling the world. They are the what? The four forces that are controlling the world. The force of darkness that has been given to rule this world is the love of the world, the lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the forces of darkness that are waging war against believers every single day. They are doing what? They are waging war against believers every single day. So what and the, the, the part that you need to be so careful is the part one, the first one, the love of the world. The love of the world. When you don't have interest for the things of God, when there's nothing that you desire about God, you don't want to live for God, you don't want to commit your life to God, you don't want to become a serious Christian, it just shows that the force that is operating in this world, which is the love of the world, is manifesting seriously against you. Is doing what? Is manifesting seriously against you. And you have to rise up and use your faith that is in the word of God and overcome it. Praise the Lord. So we are told in the book of First John. Let's go to First John. First John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So your faith is your victory. Your faith is what overcomes the world. Your faith is what overcomes the lust of the eyes. Your faith is what overcomes the lust of the, the flesh and the pride of life. So the moment your faith comes alive, the scripture says that it is your victory. Hallelujah. The moment your faith comes alive, the scripture says what? It is your victory. So your faith is your victory. That's why if you have been following the series, we've made statements like, your faith is your life. Your faith is what? Your life. Because it is your victory. What, you see, what is the proof that you have you are an overcomer. What is the proof that you are healed? What is the proof that you are prosperous? What is the proof that you have eternal life? What is the proof that the presence of God is with you, that God is with you? How do you prove all of this? You cannot prove it medically, you cannot prove it scientifically, in fact, you might not even be able to prove it economically. You can only prove it by your faith. Hallelujah. For example, a Christian who have believed God, a Christian who believed that prosperity is his birthright, 
Initially, the only proof you have is the manifestation of your faith. Hallelujah. You can't prove it economically because economically there will be so many things that will be contrary to your faith. Praise the Lord. There will be so many things that will be, that will be contrary to your faith. A Christian who is sick but has already believed God for their healing. How, how are they going to believe God? How are they going to prove the reality of their healing? You can only prove that by your faith. You can only prove that by your what? By your faith. So that's why the scripture said that your faith here is your victory. Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. The moment you are not yet in faith, then you are not yet in victory. You are still in defeat. The moment you are not in faith, then you are yet in defeat. But once you step into faith, you are no longer in defeat. Hallelujah. Because your faith is your victory. Praise the Lord. Your faith is your victory. It is the power of God that overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Won't this interest you to know that your faith is the power of God that overcomes the world? Now let me, let me say this again. It is not the power of God that overcomes the world. It is your faith. It is your faith in the power of God. Your faith in the word of God that overcomes the world. You see, outside faith then God becomes responsible for everything in our lives. The only responsibility has given us as believers is our faith. The only work he has given us as believers is our faith. Your faith is your work. <laughs> your faith is what? It's your work. Your faith is your work. Praise the Lord. So that is why God is almighty, all-knowing, but he won't do anything outside your faith. He won't do anything outside what? Outside your faith. Praise the Lord. So now we are going to continue where we left last week. And I want you to go to Luke chapter 10. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 19. It's one of my favorite. Verses in the Bible, Luke ten nineteen. Now verse eighteen, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse nineteen, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. 
and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This scripture gives us an understanding to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Not only has the Lord given you power to walk upon serpents and scorpions, he said he has given you power to walk upon all the power of the enemy. And it will interest you and you would like to underline the word all the power of the enemy. All the power of the enemy. That is, if the enemy will ever manufacture any power, if the enemy has reserved any power, if the enemy is hiding any secret power to use against you, by redemption and by the authority of God's word, the Lord says he has given you authority. See, the first word power used here is translated authority. That he has given you authority to walk upon serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions are symbolisms of demonic forces. For example, we are told in the book of Revelation, the devil is called the old serpent. He's called the what? The old serpent. He's also called the dragon, the red dragon, whose tail drew one third of the stars out of heaven and cast them and cast them down. So the Lord has given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and He didn't stop there. Meaning that if the enemy manifests as any creature against your destiny, the Lord has given you authority to trample or to walk upon them. Hallelujah. So in most cases, some people have a dream that a cat was chasing them. I have good news for you. You have authority to tread upon that cat. You have authority to crush the head of that cat. Some people will dream and they see serpents. Some people dream and see animals, lions, all kinds of creatures in their dreams. In fact, in scriptures, serpents and scorpions and dragons are symbolisms of what? The devil and his activities. So whatever the enemy turns, whatever creature the enemy becomes, the Lord has given you authority to overcome that creature, to overcome that force. Hallelujah. When I caught the revelation of this scripture, what stood out, there were two things. It said number one, over all the power of the enemy. So I want you to underline that again. Or just highlight it over all the power of the enemy. Then number two, nothing shall by any means hurt you. In fact, this is the part that really provoked me. This is the part that opened me up to declare that there's no power here on earth. There's no demonic power, there's no demonic force that can be consulted against me. 
and that power will manifest or that power will hurt me. No. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You see, this is what the Lord has said concerning you. This is what the Lord has declared concerning your life. But just reading this scripture, just looking at it alone won't work. You have to draw faith out of it. Inside this verse lies faith for your taking. Hallelujah. Faith for your what? For your taking. Why do I say faith for your taking? Because in Ephesians, we are told, Ephesians chapter 6, above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby you will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Remember that scripture? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Now let me give you a secret. Every verse of scripture that talks about you, there is faith inside that verse for you to take. Hallelujah. Every verse of scripture that talks about you, there is what? There is faith in that verse for you to take. <laughs> because Ephesians 16 says, above all, Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will quench all the arrows of the devil. So here you will, under, you will notice that if your faith is not in line, God is not capable of stopping any arrow that is fired against you. Are you hearing me? If your faith is not, if it is time we tell believers the truth. To sit down and say that God will stop any arrow from the pit of hell against you is a waste of time. The arrows will stop by the manifestation of your faith. The arrows will stop by what? By the manifestation of your faith. Above all, who will take the faith? Who takes the shield of faith? Is it the Holy Spirit or you? Is it God or you? Is it above all, you take the shield of faith where you will quench all the firing darts of the enemy. So, let me repeat this again. And some people somewhere will think it is pride, it is boastful, it is blasphemy. God is not capable of stopping any arrow from the pit of hell except you demonstrate your faith. Except you do what? Except you demonstrate your faith. God has given us the instrument of faith to manifest himself. Please put that statement up. God has given us what? The instrument of faith. To manifest He, God. He has given us the instrument of faith to manifest God. To manifest Him. That is, any time you want God to manifest, you manifest God by your faith. You manifest God by your faith. You manifest God by your faith. My righteous one shall live by faith. That's the golden rule. 
segment by faith or said Lionel Club my faith is the Kodubu. Or said Lionel Club my faith is the golden rule. Hallelujah. If it is not there, God is not there. Amen? If it is not there, God is what? God is not there. If your faith is not there, God is not there. Hallelujah. So it is time we go back to the basis. It is time we learn what it takes to walk with God. It is time to learn what it takes to manifest God. You walk with God by faith, you manifest God by faith. Hallelujah. You walk with God by faith and you do what? You manifest God by your faith. So it is the most important thing to learn as a believer. It will be a waste of time to have any man talking. To, I mean, can you imagine? That you have a Bible, the written word of God, the true word of God, the most short of the most sure word of prophecy. And that you need a man to confirm that God has blessed you. It's just a proof that you lack faith. Hallelujah. It's a proof that you lack what? You lack faith. And our generation must wake up. Our generation must wake up. There is no amount of any man's spiritual gift that can establish your destiny. That is, if I'm called a prophet, I don't have the capacity to establish your destiny outside your faith. So I can see whatever I need to see. I can prophesy whatever I need to prophesy. But it is not left with you to establish that by your faith. So faith is the ultimate. It is what? And let me say this. Faith is the ultimate gift. Faith is the ultimate what? It's the ultimate gift. It is the ultimate gift. It is, man, if you lay hold on your faith in God's way, it is. I, I would rather that you are just walking in the faith in the word of God. Then walk in spiritual gift and lack this faith. Because spiritual gifts are meant to bless others. You, the carrier of that gift, you are, you are only going to be blessed by your faith. So, the scripture says here, I have given you power. Let's put that word in its proper context. It means authority. I've given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And absolutely nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe that? That nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe that? Most Christians are always, they are so conscious of the enemy's attacks than their protection in Christ Jesus. They are conscious of the arrows from the wicked ones. They are conscious of what the enemy is about to do. They are not conscious of the fact that the word of God has declared that nothing shall by enemies hurt you. 
They are not conscious about that. So not having a consciousness of what God has said concerning you is dangerous. Not having what? Not having a consciousness of what God has said concerning you is dangerous. It makes you vulnerable to demonic attacks. Because if you are not conscious of what God has said, then you are not in faith. And if you are not in faith, you don't have protection. You don't have what? You don't have protection. Because your faith is a shield. Your faith is what? Your faith is a shield. Your faith is a shield. Your faith is a shield that protects you. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Look at verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my... Who will say that? Who will say the Lord is my refuge and my... Is it God who is going to say that to you or you have to say it? Who is the one dwelling in the secret place? Now, who is going to say the Lord is my refuge? The one dwelling in the secret place is the one going to say it. So, no matter how much you claim God will protect you, you have to say that. You have to commit yourself to that reality by faith. You commit yourself to that reality by your faith. My righteous ones shall be by faith. You know what the scripture says in that Hebrew chapter the eight? If any man shrinks back or draws back, he said, My soul will have no pleasure in that man. I pray this morning that your faith will come alive. In whatever God has said concerning you. That you are born an overcomer. By your faith, you have the ability and the capability of overcoming any force from the pit of hell. The reason why so many Christians and so many men of God have entered into demonic things is they did not understand that in this kingdom, your faith is the principal thing. The church shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Behold, I've given you authority to turn upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let's go to First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Ye are of God little children and have overcome them. It says, ye are of God. You see that? And have overcome them. How? <laughs> How? Because 
If you are waiting for the day, all the witches in your village to die, for you to believe you have overcome them, in fact, some of them might even admit you. <laughs> God forbid. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ye are of God and have overcome them. So underline the phrase and have overcome the how. Hallelujah. And if you just go to the next chapter where we read earlier. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. On the read it from the Amplified Version for me. Hallelujah. First John 5, 4. For everyone Use the mic, please. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Continuous what? Persistent faith. Continuous persistent faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That is your victory. So if you are not persistent, if you are not in continuous, persistent faith, then you are not walking in the victory that is in Christ Jesus. Your faith is your victory. So first John 4, 4, ye are of God, children, and have overcome them. And have overcome them. How? By your persistence of faith in Christ Jesus. By your what? By your persistency of faith in Christ Jesus. So when we say you are, we have overcome, it doesn't mean that everything will just cease, everything will just, the arrows will stop. No. It is in the midst of them firing the arrows. It's in the midst of them working against you that you are exercising your faith in Christ Jesus. You are demonstrating your faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you are waiting for the arrows to cease, then you are not in faith. If you are waiting for them to stop, then you are not in faith. The only proof that you have overcome, the only proof that you are an overcomer is the manifestation of your faith. So in the midst of all of that, you have to manifest your faith. Praise the Lord. You have to do what? You have to manifest your faith. You have to manifest your faith in the midst of poverty. Until poverty gives up. Give up on you. You manifest your faith in the midst of that sickness. In the midst of that disease. You are persistent in your faith. By his life I am healed. I am walking in divine health. His word, the word of God, is medicine to all my flesh. It's medicine to my soul, medicine to my spirit, medicine to my body, medicine to every organ in me. You are persistent, continuously manifesting your faith. Hallelujah. But then we want to see 
We want the sickness to stop before we manifest our faith. No. It is in the midst of the pain that you are manifesting your victory. You are manifesting your victory. So, if you are walking in faith, though you only know you are walking in faith when you rise up against that challenge. In the midst of that challenge, you are manifesting your faith. Your faith is in line. Your faith is talking. Your faith is speaking. Remember Romans 10? <laughs> it said, but the righteousness which is of faith speaking. It does what it speaks. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You have overcome death. How? By the manifestation of your faith. You have overcome them. You have overcome them. You have overcome them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your faith is overcoming power. Let me let me read this other scripture. We have so many things to cover today. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. This is another place that we have used so much. A lot of people have quoted it. But if they ever got understanding of it, it's another issue. Isaiah 54. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 54. The overcoming power of your faith. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Verse 16. No, verse 15 going. Behold, they shall surely gather together. Did you see that? So when you are walking, if you are if you are waiting for them not to gather together, then you are not in faith. He said, they shall surely. See the word surely, it is double truth. They shall surely gather. But that is not a proof that you have missed God. That is not a proof that God has abandoned you. They shall surely gather. But not by me. For whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Hallelujah. Amen. They shall do what? Amen. They shall how will they fall for your sake? Your persistence. Your continuous persistence in faith. That is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. So whoever has gathered against you has already fallen for your sake. Amen. I say, whosoever has gathered against you has already fallen for your sake. Amen. Whosoever has gathered against you has already fallen for your sake. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 16, Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire. And thou bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I've created the waster to destroy. Have you ever seen a blacksmith before? Have you ever seen how coal is made? How they form their metals? They form the coal and they put the metal until it becomes so red. And that they now form it, they fashion it. It's a wash. It's a dark man who is a creator of that instrument. I, the Lord, created him. <laughs> Amen. Who created that man? Who created the smith? Who created the manufacturer of the weapons? Who created him? Who is the Lord? 
your God. Is that not it? The Lord your God created the man who is responsible for forming the weapons. Amen? Amen. Put that at the corner of your head or your mind. We'll come back to that. He says, I have also created the waster to destroy. I have also created what? The that is, I have created one man that is responsible or that has the capacity to manufacture new weapons. Oh, but I have also created another man that has the capacity to destroy those weapons. Hallelujah. Save me, I am created. Or I was created as a destroyer of all the weapons of darkness. I was created as a destroyer of all the weapons of darkness. I was created as a destroyer of all the weapons of darkness. I was created as a destroyer of all the weapons of darkness. I was created as a destroyer of all the weapons of darkness. Hallelujah. 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 Do you believe that? Do you believe you were created to destroy the weapons of darkness? So now let me tell you the middle of that verse. Meaning that in the demonic world, there is one person or there are persons that are responsible for manufacturing weapons. Hallelujah. Who created them? The Lord your God. Just as he created the devil, he created those men. He created the devil and all those who are responsible for creating the weapons. But the good news is that he has created you in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. And one of your principal duties is to destroy the weapons of darkness. Hallelujah. So it's been one of my principal duties. Oh, say it loud and clear. One of my principal duties is to destroy the works of darkness. One of my principal duties is to destroy the works of darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need faith to make statements like this. You need what? You can't say statements like this walking in ordinary faith. You can't make statements like this without understanding of God's word. Hallelujah. So verse 17, because God is the creator of the manufacture of the weapons, and because God is the creator of the destroyer of the weapons, he now said this boldly, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Say amen. amen. So you know you have to understand why the weapons of darkness cannot work against you. Because you are a waster of those weapons. Amen. You are a what? A waster. By faith, you are a waster of the weapons of darkness. Say to me, by faith, I am a waster of the weapons of darkness. I am a destroyer of the weapons of darkness. Oh, let's say one more time. By faith, I am a destroyer of the weapons of darkness. 
you might not feel it, you might not even look like it, but that is your reality. It is what? It is your reality. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is your reality. It is your reality. It is your reality. It is your reality. You were created as a destroyer of the weapons of darkness. Let no devil deceive you. That is why verse 17 is so loud and clear. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. So you need to understand of verse 16 to now declare that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So you need to manifest your faith. I am a destroyer of the weapons of darkness. Therefore, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It doesn't matter how many of them. None of them will prosper. None of them will do what? Will prosper. And the scripture said, the just, my righteous ones, shall live by their faith. And your faith, my faith is saying, my faith has declared that I am a waster of the weapons of darkness. So no weapon from against me shall prosper. I don't care who is behind that weapon. It will prosper. Hallelujah. It's not that they will not form the weapon, but it cannot prosper. It cannot prosper. It cannot prosper. I have given you power. I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So you step into faith in these scriptures and it cancels every effect of the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And then he went on to say, and every tongue, you know why he said every tongue there? Because these weapons are helpless until they speak. Until they speak to those weapons. Until they do what? Having to be watching the Nigerian movies, whatever weapon has been forged, they have to say something. They have to say something for the weapon to become active. They activate their weapons by what? Their words. Demonic agents, they, they, they always and must always activate their weapons by their words. So the scripture says here, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thou shalt do what? Thou shalt condemn. Why? How? How do you condemn? You condemn by saying the opposite. I am born as a destroyer of the weapons of darkness. No weapon from against me shall prosper. I am dreading upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Now, those statements, those words coming out of your mouth is the demonstration of your faith in God. Is the demonstration of what? Your faith in God. Is the demonstration of your confidence in God. 
is the demonstration of your trust in God. Hallelujah. It's a demonstration of your faith, your confidence, your trust in God. Praise the Lord. Now, once you have said that, whatever they are saying can no longer work. Because your words are superior to that of theirs. Because yours is backed by the word of God. Hallelujah. Your words are backed by what? By the word of God. Who has exalted his word above all his names? So 138 verse 2. He has done what? He has exalted his word above all his names. So when you speak forth, when you declare, when you make a declaration, it is backed by the everlasting word of God. It is backed by the word of God that is forever settled in heaven. The word that cannot be broken. The word that cannot fail. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. And then we'll close. Hebrews chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Are you blessed this morning? Yes. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. The overcoming power of your faith. <laughs> it takes faith to subdue the world. It takes faith to subdue witches and wizards, to bring them under your control. It takes faith. You can't rule in this wicked world without faith. Verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. For as much then as children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also, this is talking about Jesus, likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Did you see that? Through the fear of what? Death. In fact, that is the ultimate fear the enemy is releasing against so many believers. The fear of death. The fear of what? The fear of death. The fear of death. Somebody's about to kill you. Somebody's about to do this. Somebody, they're taking your name. They set a day for you to die. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. Hallelujah. Say to me, I have authority, I have authority. over untimely death. Oh, come on, say to you, I have authority, I have authority. over untimely death. No devil can kill me before my time. Me before my time. You, you need to make this statement, you need to say it boldly. Let God be true and every man a liar. He said, those who were in their lifetime subject to the fear of death. Is that not what he says? Those who were subject to what? The fear of death. Those who were subject to the fear of death. The devil used to kill anyhow. He doesn't have that license again. He doesn't have what? 
He doesn't have the license to kill anyhow. You need to bring your faith alive. You need to manifest your faith. You are not a chicken to die anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is the hardest part. Most believers will be arguing. Don't say it loud. Say it loud. Say it boldly. Say it what? Say it loud and bold. Whatever you cannot say boldly, God cannot confirm it. Whatever you cannot say loudly means you don't have faith in it. Hallelujah. He said in Psalms 91 verse 16, With long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And deliver them verse 15. Who through fear of death were all their last and subject to bondage? Now let me tell you something. This is the final stages your faith must overcome. Verse 15. This is the final stages that your faith must overcome the fear of untimely death. Your faith must overcome the fear of untimely death. Your faith must overcome the fear that someone in your village will kill you before your time. It's a light from the pit of hell. Said me, it's a life from the pit of hell. It's a life from the pit of hell. Nobody can kill you before your time. Did you see that? Subject to bondage. So as long as the devil can still deceive you, that he has the capacity to kill you any day he decides, you are you enter into bondage. He brings you into bondage and he nullifies your faith. He does what? He nullifies your faith. He brings you into bondage with the fear of untimely death. Fear of accidents. Fear of dying of anything. Fear of, you know, them putting sickness on you and you dying. Man, you need to free yourself this morning. You need to free yourself this morning. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. You have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Until you can exercise your faith above untimely death, you remain in bondage. Please put that statement down. Until you can exercise your faith above untimely death, you still remain in bondage and you are accessible to the forces of darkness. Get it. Settle it in your heart. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you and show you his salvation. You know, some people won't travel. They won't enter plane because of untimely death. Who are by the plane crash? Our unbelievers have sat in place more than 1,000 times. The plane didn't crash. It is you, the believer, that will not enter a plane. The plane will crash. 
Some believers will not even travel anywhere. They are, they are stuck in the same spot. The fear of dying must leave you now in the name of Jesus Christ. I said the fear of dying must leave you now. The fear of dying must leave you now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am born of God. And I have overcome the world. That is the truth. I have overcome untimely death. Anybody planning it, you are too late. You are wasting your time. You dig that grave, they bury you in that grave. Amen. You dig that grave, they bury you in that grave. You make that incantation, it will affect you instantly. Amen. Let me tell you a story about my old man. They went and brought one juju guard, one native daughter, wicked wizard to kill him. And then they have to tie him. When they brought the man, the man said he would try it. He said he would do it. One of the guys said he would do it. The guy said, okay, fine, take, go ahead. So he took that charm and he was tying it. Tying it. Tying it. All of a sudden, he was tying himself. He tied himself until blood gushed out of him. He died. He fell down there and died. Hallelujah. Any man that invoked on timely death on you will die instantly. Anyone that invokes on timely death on you, they will die instantly. Amen. This is the manifestation of God. I am not making, I'm not boasting. I'm talking about raw Bible faith. Let no man try it. Hallelujah. Let no man try it. We are no longer subject to bondage. We are no longer subject to the fear of death. We are no longer subject to the fear of untimely death. We have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. These are areas that your faith must overcome. Your faith must overcome the love of the world. Your faith must overcome the loss of the flesh. Your faith must overcome the loss of the eyes. Your faith must overcome the pride of life. Your faith must overcome the weapons of darkness. Your faith must overcome the fear of untimely death. It is not your portion. It is not your portion. It is not your portion. I said it is not your portion. You will not die before your time. One life is your heritage. Long life is your heritage. Long life is your heritage. Long life is your heritage. In Jesus' precious name. Lift up your voice and begin to celebrate God. Begin to celebrate your victory in Christ Jesus. Celebrate your victory in Christ Jesus. You are no longer subject to a family death. You are no longer subject to a family death. You are no longer subject to untimely death. You have overcome 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 untimely death. Lift up your voice and give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Long life is our heritage. Long life is our heritage. We shall live long. 
we shall live well. One life is our heritage. None of us will die before our time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let God be true and every man a liar. Lift up your person giving thanks. The just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. My righteous ones shall live by his faith. Ah, Cabra Pelicita, Lika Brandeliso Pelica Presita. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I have overcome. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the forces of darkness. I have overcome untimely death by the blood of the Lord and by the words of my testimony. Thank you, Jesus. I am born an overcomer. I am born an overcomer. We are born overcomers. We are more than conquerors. In Christ Jesus, who loves us. Oh, give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Thank you and thank you. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We 